what I want to see is there's there's literally there's something happening. There's I don't know. Let's say there's a there's a Dalek and it's coming down a corridor towards them or whatever, and the Doctor's regenerating in the middle of this crisis, and then the 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 next Doctor immediately doesn't even register or acknowledge that they've regenerated. They're just like. Um, you know, they even just just to have a like a brief little oh that that was weird. A whole episodes that everyone around them's trying to tell them that they've yeah. changed. They look in the mirror and they just go, "Why didn't you tell me I've yes. changed?" Yes, that's perfect. Hello and welcome to Two Reels Podcast. I am your host, Liam Reedy, as always with Harry Harding here on the Doctor Who Podcast. This time we're talking about Doctor Who Season 5. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's giving us a little listen, whether it be these Doctor Who Podcasts or our cinema releases podcasts or our classic podcasts as well. We've got tons of information about our new Patreon, which is coming soon, and our merchandise store. If you want to know about those, Give us a like on Facebook, a follow on either Instagram or Twitter, wherever you do your socials. I've c- I completely forgotten the format for the Doctor Who episodes. I've forgotten everything. Um, so we might as well start afresh, because it's been a hot minute since we last reviewed a series of Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, it's been cool. I mean, we... Started doing regular uploads, and this is when we really started to get into Doctor Who. Oh, hold on, I'll tell you. Series. It was May. So the last one for... Over half a year. Half, <laughs> half a year yeah. over that. Um, so yeah, completely forgotten uh, what the the style of... Um, the format of the, the, the episode is, so we'll just, we'll just go through it. I guess, should we do... Oh, do we... Did we do top three and then worst? No, we did... did... We, I think we just sort of talk through the series, yep. go through it. And then we do our favourite and then we do worst our, episodes. Yeah, I think we do our, our like best and worst. Yep. And, and then, then honourable mention? And then our favourites. Okay. Sometimes they're different. Right. Um, <laughs> so professional. I mean, uh, um, let's, let's, yeah, let's do that. Okay, we'll do... I mean, I, I listened to snippets of our last one earlier, right? Okay, which was the specials. Yes, and it was a lot of just me ranting. Right. So I don't re- more of the same <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I don't remember whether that was. Um, I, I didn't really give me any any clues into the the format. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, but we're back. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 I think, I feel like we were um, kind of all Doctor Who'd out because we did so many in yeah, such quick succession. That's right, yeah. Um, and we, obviously with the slew of new films from the cinema, it yeah. kind of took precedent over uh, looking back. Um, we did say that we were going to obviously go through them. We did. Um, it was just, you know, after talking so much about David Tennant, I feel like we both needed a rest. Uh, we, yeah, we needed a bit of a, a break from from Doctor Who. Yeah, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but we uh, we but picked yeah. it. We picked it up, and um, you know, 
prior so probably a few years ago even just a few years ago um maybe i say a few years ago time seems to be a bit relative at the moment yeah know. i don't even know what day it is. is it the end of 2019 yet Oh no, it's 2022. Um, oh so, yeah, what? Oh yeah, tomorrow. So you know, I, when I say a few years ago, I mean a few years ago from when I can remember. So I'm talking maybe 2014, 15. Right. Yeah. Uh, David Tennant was still one of the one of the higher ups on my list of favourite doctors. Mm. And as as we can as you can listen to. Uh, you know, if you want to go all the way back to May, uh, that's no longer the case. He's number four for me now. Yeah. Um, number four. Yeah. Is, well, like, well, no spoilers. We'll, we'll get to the, the rankings sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. If it isn't already evident. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't think I don't think mine's going to change based based on rewatches because. Um, because yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it will change it, it ever. No, not again. Um, Won't change anymore. No, I don't think so. Unless someone new comes along who's so good, yeah. it knocks everyone down a place. But for me, the current order is pretty much cemented. Yeah, and and tenants is unfortunately in ter- in terms of new who. He's very much last bottom of the league. Yeah. Um but I would this is the point I was leading to is that Matt Smith has risen in 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 that same period of time. Yes. Um like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, very controversial. <laughs> Oh, he's 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 emerged. He's risen. He's yeah. risen from from uh, the depth. No, I wouldn't say from from the depths. But I I liked him when uh, the series was initially on. Same series five. Um, because obviously before that we'd had one, only one series of um Eccleston, who even at that time was my favourite, mm. and then we'd had Tennant, who at the time. Was considered the best by by many. Still is. Still is. Yeah. Um, but with this rewatch of series five, um, Doctor Who definitely took a turn for the better. Um, not only in like effects, uh, you know, cinematography, uh, even the music. I think it gets better. Um, and uh, Matt Smith just kind of compliments that by being. Um, you know his his version of the Doctor. You know, um, it was when I watched the the um, the last David Tennant episodes at the time. I was sad to see him go. Probably not as emotional as some people were. To when see you say at the time, do you mean when? They yeah, two thousand ten, two thousand nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was ready for something. Different, mm. even at that point. Yeah. Um, 2010, you know, I, I was I was an adult by that, that point. You know, knew who started when I was uh, in my teenage Teens, years. yeah, same. And um, by the time I'd become an adult, I was ready for something different from the show. Yes. Um, and Matt Smith uh, brings that. He brings so much chaotic energy. Which can be divisive, I think. 
I think Matt Smith is generally beloved as a as a as a doctor. I'm not saying it's like fifty fifty split down the middle. I feel like that's um, maybe between like fans of like old Who and new Who. You know, like where he brings he brings a lot of like yeah, like I said, chaotic energy. Um, from, you know, millennial chaotic energy. I put it that way. Um, because he's um, his doctor's very much different to the previous two. Mm. Um, but I, I like it. I, you know, he. I think he's great. And this first series on the rewatch just highlights how good the the writing was for him, and you know the other additional characters. How good the stories were. I don't think there was too many misses in the series as a whole. And, you know, it was Moffat's first series. There's a lot to be said about Moffat and his writing and his overall story arcs, you know, um, a lot that has been said and a lot that we'll probably touch upon. But, I mean, on the rewatch, I've, I've, we, we were just ploughing through them because I think we were just like, this is that was a great episode. And then, you know, the stinger for the next episode, although very spoilerific, um, as per usual, can't really change that. Nothing yeah. changes. But as, as spoilerific as they were, we were just like, shall we just watch the next one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, just, it was one of those series, kind of like a series you would binge now, where you're just like, I, I couldn't really put it down. It didn't seem like a, a slog. No. To get through. It didn't, didn't, didn't seem like we were wading through, waiting for the for the good episodes. Yeah, which you can't say about the Russell T. Davis era. No. Because... That felt like it took ages to get through, yeah. and like each individual series took ages to get through because it, there was a lot of um, questionable quality content. Mm. But this, were, I mean, this was flew just, through it, didn't we? We just—I think we did it in two sittings. Yeah, and I don't—I don't think we planned to do it in such a quick period of time. Yeah, and that bear in mind. That's 13 episodes at 45 minutes each. Yeah. The, well, the, the pilot was well, the pilot. The first episode was an hour. Yes. And we did it in two mm. sittings. So Good going. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not many series of Doctor Who I'd probably agree to do that. You know, yeah. there's, not, there's not many that I'd think, yeah, two sittings is fine. Yeah. There'd be a... a, a There'd be a lot where I'd be saying maybe we'll watch two episodes at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unless, it's, you know, like a two-parter comes up. And then, you know, some that I'd be like, yeah, okay, three, four sittings is fine. But two is, um, that's a lot of who. Um, uh, and at no point was I wanting to to really just stop, mm. you know, like, oh, that, that that's enough. Because the stories were just um, so good and I wanted to retread what happens next yeah you know it's very good at setting up um uh wanting to know what happens next time i know it, it happens most series you know with um like post credits say for the next series i think is the one with uh no it's not it's not the next one it's like the first capaldi one where it's where missy is in it yeah and you're you're just you want to know what's going to happen next because yeah. they have a stinger after each yeah, episode, they, I believe. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, that it's not uncommon in Doctor Who for them to set up little Easter eggs and what's going to happen next. But with this one, I really wanted to get to it. Yeah. You know? So the series as a whole, I think, was is up there with the best series of New Who. 
It's up there with the best ones. We'll probably get to the end of our uh, kind of review. We'll have to go through which is best. We'll have to have a table of which is oh, the right, best yeah. series overall. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, we're only halfway through. I know already. Yeah. Yeah. I think I need the I need a rewatch though. I think yeah. because I I don't I don't really um I don't think I've tread this series since maybe a little while after it happened. So mm. maybe like 2012, 2013. Still quite a long time ago. That's yeah. eight years. Um, you know, it feels like a minute, but it was eight years ago. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, this this series on a rewatch was so far the the best rewatch, um, the most enjoyable. Um, yeah, of the uh, series one is always series one um, for me because obviously, as I've said, it's probably Equus is probably my favourite. Yeah, so it, it's it's not like um, it's not like I was just waiting to get to this one. It was it was like a, it was a better rewatch. Yeah, um, for for this, oh, this must be like the th- only the third or fourth time I've seen this series. That's a crying shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. You you got through a lot there. I did. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing left to talk. Trying to about. crunch it into. <laughs> look, we're only doing a twenty minute podcast this time. Um. Yeah. No. Um. No. There's there's a lot to talk about because we haven't even talked about the episodes. Um, I, I, you know. Where? Yeah. I mean, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Mm. Um. Well, what about? I uh, I'll say this: is is this um, is this uh, initial episode? Um, the first episode of this series is it the best introduction of a doctor in New Who? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get to that. Um, right, okay. But yeah, um, um, yeah. I mean, I think Moffat was the obvious choice to mm. replace Russell as showrunner because all his episodes during Russell's era were um, tremendous, outstanding. Yeah, as in they very much stood out um, from from the rest in terms of. The quality of the writing, the the popularity of them. I mean, a lot of your favourite episodes and a lot of my favourite episodes are all Moffat written episodes. They are, yeah. Um, and some of, I think, some of um, the Tenth Doctor's best uh, stories and David Tennant's best performances are in Moffat written episodes, mm. such as um, the Girl in the Fireplace and uh, Silence in the Library. Obviously, um, the, um, uh, the well, I've forgotten its name. The the two part in series one, as well, is uh, probably the best Eccleston story. Yeah, I, sorry, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Are you my mummy? Yeah, the Doctor dances. <laughs> doctor dances. Whatever. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you should have just renamed that. Are you my mummy? It would have been so much easier for people to remember. Um, but yeah, they 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 were they were great, and and it does beg the question: um, if Tennant had stayed on for another series, what would it have been like? Yeah, I, that is one question that it always kind of pops up. Because I've heard that that was possibly going to happen, mm. and um, it was more or less going to be the same format um, for series five, but just with the tenth Doctor. Um, and I, a part of me kind of wishes we got that because, you know, as 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 I've said in the previous podcast, I do feel like um, towards the end of his tenure 
and especially in his final story, the Tenth Doctor, for me, the character was ruined. Yeah, the mask slips, and I feel like in this series he could have been, it could have, it could have redeemed his character. Mm. If they, you know, presumably they still would have gone with the sort of imaginary friend, raggedy doctor mm. uh, story sort of thread. Yeah, and um, and you know, and then I, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how they, I, I, I can't, I'm not sure how they would have uh, woven a regeneration into the the Big Bang, mm. but um, maybe could have actually died. Well, I, but you know, I think that would have been so much better for him if if he had had a, a, one last series with no ties to the previous series, no returning companions, no, no Rose, no wanky goodbye montage, <laughs> no, yeah, no mention of Rose, and and he and at the end of his series, he just regenerates with um, you know Amy and Rory present, who yeah. are his brand new companions. Hmm. Um, I don't think it would have been out of the realm of the 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 show. I feel like they would probably would have done a great job with it. I would know. have. I mean, Moffat. Well, you know, for Moffat for all his criticisms, and he he does get a lot of stick, not from me, but he does get a lot of stick out there from the uh, the um, the fandom. I think he had the way he writes and handles um, regenerations are really good. Yeah, his two. His two doctors, his two regenerations, I think are almost perfect. Hmm. Um, With maybe some small caveats. Yeah, that's why I said almost. Hmm. So one of them is is exceptional. The other one not as good, but it's they're still <laughs> they're still good. I think anyway, they're good. The good are those regenerations any good? Well, well, I, one of them for me is 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 outstanding. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think that, and yeah, you're right. I I was sad to see to see uh, to see David leave. I didn't want him to go, um, as he said. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, at the time, yeah, yeah of course, at the time. <laughs> um, and and I must admit, I remember when they announced uh, Matt Smith as the new Doctor, and and. They didn't back in those days. They didn't have like a big like a launch show where it's, no where there's like a presenter. And no, no vignettes. No, um, it was just announced in the paper. Oh, yeah. Matt Smith is the new Doctor, and then I saw an interview with him on telly about it, and I was just like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, yeah. Interesting um, bit of trivia. Did you know that Matt Smith got down to the last two to play Will in the Inbetweeners? Did it? It was him and Simon Bird. Wow! And uh, and, and the, apparently the, the the two guys, um, uh, Damon Beasley and Ian Morris, I think they they really they really wanted to cast him. They thought he was a great actor, but they they said that he was too charming and cool. Yeah, isn't it? And he couldn't. <laughs> whereas Simon Bird was more naturally will he will the character. Of so him, yeah. um, I mean, thank God he didn't. I know because he was wouldn't have been the Doctor. If that's the case. He wouldn't have been a doctor. He also would have probably not been a good will. Yeah. And like obviously, that was the problem the Americans in Betweeners had. Yeah, they were too good looking and cool. Oh, of course, that's not that's not yeah. what In Betweeners is. Yeah. Welcome to In Betweeners podcast. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, um, but anyway, the, my point is, um, you know, fate stepped in, and yeah. thank God for it. And uh, and you know, there were a lot of names being thrown around at the time. Um, Damien Lewis was a popular. 
um, choice. Um, David Walliams was one. Bill Nye was a hot favourite. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, I at the time, did I want a big name? Yes. I was very much in the um, in the sort of, yeah, that the sort of Bill Nye, Damien Lewis camp. I was like, yeah, we want a big name here. Mm. Yeah. But... I t- and, and but then Matt Smith was announced, and I was a bit unsure. And I must admit, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast when his initial regeneration, post regeneration scene didn't impress me. I didn't, I didn't like his long hair. I didn't like his high pitched voice. I thought he was like you said. He was. A, I thought he was very manic. Mm. And I was just like, and and at that point, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the Christmas invasion is by no means a a, a, a good. Uh, post-regeneration story but um, at, up, that was the first time we had the what would become the trend of the doctor acting really crazy just after he or she regenerates yes this yeah. whole sort of like oh what's going on where am i oh fingers i've got fingers and all this stuff yeah he is the poster child for the, for the crazy ge- regeneration and i feel like that's now become like the staple oh yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever we, there's a new doctor they have to just act really fucking weird yeah for about 10 minutes before yeah rather than just kicking off with the adventure um yeah i i, I so see as a as, as a heathen who doesn't know too much about old who mm. other than watching many compilation videos on the youtubes yeah um I, I i don't really know what would happen in a prior regeneration say from uh, from old two, I've only seen the I've seen the footage. Yeah, but like I haven't really I, I haven't well, really watched the stories, so I don't know what happened. Well, the, the, they the, obviously they they acknowledge it, of course, of and, course. And um, they have like scenes of him like picking out his new clothes from mm-hmm. the, from the wardrobe and stuff. Um, I bet it's more of a, a calmer, oh, much experience. more calm. It's literally him trying on clothes and looking at himself in the mirror and be like, "Oh no, that that won't do." Yeah, it's, smash cut to the TARDIS is on fire. Yeah, you know, then, but, like but, from. But, uh, but he pretty much gets straight on with with Doctor the, Who the business at hand. Doctoring, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think in uh, Spearhead from Space, John Pertwee does spend a considerable amount of time. In in a, in a hospital bed at, at unit headquarters, right? Um, unconscious, bit like Tate Tennant in yeah. the Christmas Invasion. But as soon as he it wakes up, he just gets on with it. There's no like, um, oh, I feel kind of weird. Mm. Oh, I've I've got a new, you know, that would be very I've got a, new be knee. a very weird thing to see happen with that particular well, character exactly. as well, because <laughs> he's like the James Bond doctor. He, he is just, just gets on with it, yeah. karate chopping his way yeah. through the Cybermen. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I so, so yeah. I, I mean, you're right. It has uh, it has become a staple of a regeneration. Yeah, um, and and Matt Smith. Um, did do it first. I, I quite liked it. You yeah. know, I quite like it. But I, I, I realise now... I would like them to do something different. Go on. Next. Okay. I would like them to, to, to go a little bit different because now it, it's like, oh, you've had Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi yeah. and Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. All, all of them doing the same repertoire yeah. of, of what Matt Smith did. Do you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see a regeneration that is... Um, in the middle of something happening, yeah. I'm not suggesting that it sh- it should you know that put it in the middle of an episode. Even though mm. I think that would be awesome, they would never do that. They, they need to do. But something. what I mean is like 
and and not just the, oh the TARDIS is crashing, but what I want to see is there's there's literally there's something happening. There's I don't know. Let's say there's a there's a Dalek and it's coming down a corridor towards them or whatever, and the Doctor's regenerating in the middle of this crisis, and then the 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 next Doctor immediately doesn't even register or acknowledge that they've regenerated they're just like um you know they even just just to have a like a brief little oh that that was weird right what are we doing what's what's the situation oh yeah. there's a dalek and they're just straight into the story and everyone else around them is like, like what, what, the what the fuck yeah and yeah. with and still got the previous doctor's clothes on and he's just getting on with it yeah and not even mentioning that they're, you know, that not spending 15, 20 minutes going on about how everything's new and they've got long, they've got different hair now, just mm. getting on with it. And then maybe at the end of the episode, yeah, they're like, Doctor. They just, they glance past like a mirror. Almost like they've forgotten. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And they glance, and yeah, they, yeah, they walk past And they're the just like, like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or the whole episode, everyone around them's trying to tell them that they've yeah. changed. They look in the mirror and they just go, why didn't you tell me I've yes. changed? Yes, that's perfect. That is perfect. That's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm ginger now. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, which yeah. Is, we have been telling you this whole time. Something like that. Oh, we, I had more important things on my yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. You know. He's the doctor. He's yeah. got. He's you know. He's got a, a, a million and one things. Yeah, a, a different a different transition from from Jodie to to whoever plays him next. Um, <laughs> it's just basically they have to do something different because three times in a row it being um, huh? it, yeah, it should yeah. should just be um, should just be kind of put to put to bed for no, a little it, while. It won't. That won't happen. Though. No. Um. But anyway, I. But I do think now. I think perhaps I. I. I had some prejudice. Some David Tennant prejudice going on. Right. I think I was like I. I didn't. I think I don't think. Based on that one scene, I, d- I don't think I gave Matt Smith. Um, I think I sort of dismissed him before he even started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, and, and I hold my hands up to that over time. Yeah, um, I'm. You know, I'll admit that I'm not one of. Those, I'm not just going to pretend. Uh, oh, I loved him all along. Um, I had some prejudice, definitely. Um, uh, and. Um, I didn't like his catchphrase either at the time. When you, Geronimo, I thought, oh, that's not very good. That's no Alonzi. Alonzi is pretty good. Um, I mean, Alonzi is great. I think Fantastic is 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 probably my favourite. Um, but yeah, I didn't think, I didn't like that. I was like, oh, you know, could have thought of a better catchphrase than Geronimo. <laughs> yeah, look, it, was, um, it, it felt a little bit like, it did feel a little bit forced at the time. Like it, it felt like Moffat was trying to, Oh, I've got to do. I've got to have a new Alon Z. Hmm. Um, you know, which you don't. You know, it's. Yeah, I have to. You don't have to have a catchphrase. But if you if you are going to have a catchphrase, just have like a something that feels a bit more natural. You know, exactly. Like I must admit, the way that the tenth Doctor sort of discovers Alon Z is very natural. I think he just says it one day. He's like, "Oh, Alon Z." He's like, "Oh, I like that Alon Z." Alon Z. Yeah, hmm. I'm going to use that again, and then he does. Yeah. So I like that, um, but yeah, I'm, but then I must admit, and and, and I'm at, even at the time, um, watching the eleventh hour, by the end of the episode, I was sold. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and that and and that's when it aired, and that was and 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 must you've got to remember at the time, me and I'm sure 
pretty much the whole of the, the UK, if not the world, was very much like, I love David Tennant. Mm. I am devastated he's gone. And I don't like this new guy. I wish David Tennant would come back. I would say 99% of the fandom was probably thinking this at the time. Oh, yeah. And... um and everyone was like sat sat down to watch this this episode, thinking I'm not going to like this. I don't like this new guy. I you know I I bring David Tennant back, kind of thing. And literally within an hour, all of that was out the window. Yeah, even if you still were a complete Tennant head, you yeah. know, exactly, you, you, you can still be. Um, you can still be after this initial episode be like, well, I really like this guy. Oh, like, yeah. Even if you're like, David Tennant will always be my favourite. You know, even if you were yeah. in that position. But, yeah. After the first uh, Matt Smith episode, a lot of yeah. fears of like, oh, it's not going to be as good as when Tennant was in it. But my point is, of Matt Smith, of all the Doctors, probably had the hardest job of all, because he had to follow David Tennant, yeah. much in the same way that Peter Davison had to follow Tom Baker. Hmm. And they both had a really difficult job. And ironically, they were both, at the time, the youngest Doctor to be to be cast <laughs> in the role, which I think is a weird parallel. Nice um, and they both followed the most popular Doctor of... That era. That era, Classic Who and New Who. And, you know, David Tennant still is the most popular Doctor of New Who. So Matt Smith, within an hour, he had everyone on board. Like you say, I'm not suggesting that everyone was straight away like, I He's love my Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. But everyone was like, yeah, I'm on board with yeah, this yeah. Doctor. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um. So to answer your question, I do I think that this story, The Eleventh Hour, is the best post-regeneration story. Was that your Was that your question? Yes. Uh, you're absolutely fucking right, I do. <laughs> um, uh, me too. I think so too. Of all time. Yeah. Oh, of all time? Yeah, of all, all who? Time. All of who. All of who. Nice. See, I, I think... really knew, know about New Who, so yeah. you know, as a someone who has a podcast that talks about Doctor Who, Maybe I should watch some. But. I don't think there's a... I don't, honestly, I don't think in Classic Who there's a great post-regeneration story. I mean, a lot of them... Some of them are really bad. Tom Baker's first one's all right, Robot. Um, and John Pertwee's is pretty good. Spearhead from Space. Um, and I haven't seen it yet because it's only just been found and made into a, a, a animated feature right but the power of the daleks which is um trouton's first adventure apparently that's pretty good oh, okay but i haven't seen it yet because it was one of those lost episodes yeah um but yeah i mean mccoy's was bad colin baker's was bad um i can't remember what peter davison's was Obviously, Doctor Who the movie is not fondly remembered by many. <laughs> not fondly remembered. And Rose is 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 Rose and the Christmas Invasion are pretty. They're decent first stories, but they're not remarkable post generation stories. I me. wouldn't. I wouldn't say even if we're just looking at them as episodes. I'd I'd say that um, the eleventh hour is a better episode than oh, either I, of those two. I completely agree. Mm. I mean, eleventh hour is not only is is it a, the perfect. Um, well, almost perfect 
post-regeneration new Doctor story, but it's also just a great Doctor Who story on its own. Mm-hmm. It's quite basic if you think about it. I mean, it's it's set in the village. Yep. Yeah, there's like a global threat, but there's no like there's no unit. There's no like a president of the United States getting involved. It's just yep. it's just them. He makes a point of saying that you know he's got no sonic screwdriver. That's right. No Tardis. No Tardis. And that's he's, it. He's just got his own brain to work this. I think at that doesn't he say at that point in the episode I've only got like twenty minutes. To yeah, this, yeah. And, and there's literally twenty minutes left yep, yep, of yep. the episode. Yeah, to to that point. So you know, it's it's not only is it a um, a good uh, you know post regeneration story. It's a it's a great Doctor kind of stripped down episode. Yeah. Like you said, like oh, it's just in one location. Yeah. No Sonic. No yeah. Tardis. No. Yeah. No, um, no, no, you know, fluff really. It's just yeah. a stripped down Doctor Who episode. Um, it's a, it's a good way to, to, to kick off the series because I think so. Afterwards, it gets into, um, your more familiar territory. Yeah. Um, we've talked about the formula on this, you know, and it, we cut the formula kind of sticks around after T Davis, who made the, the, uh, the overarching. Yeah. series formula yeah but i mean if, if it ain't broke don't fix it. i mean it's it's stick a, with it it's what yeah it's a science fiction show for saturday afternoons it's not supposed to reinvent the wheel yeah exactly it's, it's there for entertainment purposes and yeah. you know it, like you said if if it is an entertaining way uh, of uh you know getting across to, to audiences why change it but yeah the, that uh, is still prevalent here in series five yeah 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 you know going from like initial regeneration then you've got your uh, one in the future, one in the past. Yeah, you know, and uh, you, then you've got a two-parter, and then it's more yeah. prevalent of like trying to connect it to the series finale. Yeah, um, we've we talked about it before, but uh, again, still here. But it's it's just done so well in this series. Mm. Um, yeah, the the initial episode, the introduction of Amy and Rory. You know, Amy is a companion initially is uh is really good you know and yeah i really like it it's it's great because like the it could have gone badly having the companion be so intrinsically linked to the doctor Mm. because rose obviously she just joins nine yeah you know after he asks if she she wants to come traveling with him you know like like most companions anyway Um, and then with uh, with Martha again, he just asks if you want to just come. Yeah, you know, yeah, she's a part of the story that happens. They, yeah. they always are linked slightly, yeah. but it's not like fate. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like this where it's um, you know she is uh, so taken by the Doctor uh, and his very short amount of time with her as a child that like the rest of her life is affected. You know, and she, you know, she basically, uh, she does come a little bit obsessed. I'd say, you know, you can tell by, you know, the stuff that's in her room and stuff, like drawings and stuff. But the the character is is just so impacted by the Doctor that it it becomes like it shapes her life. Yeah, and and then she starts going on adventures like yes. so. You know, it's. I feel like this companion is so linked to the Doctor. It could have gone so wrong because it could have just, could have just been done badly and well, it just I've, not worked out. But it, it it does work out. Well, I think it works 
because of the excellent writing. Yeah, because yeah. Because of Moffat. Yeah. Um, yeah, and do you know, I really like that as well because I think I've said this before, um, but it is it's, it's, it is really strange how um, a sci-fi TV show that is about travelling through time and space in a time machine doesn't actually feature a great deal of time travel. Yeah. Like, as in direct time travel. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of going to, the going to like... Um, Pompeii. Places right? yeah, yeah. and historical events in the past. Yes. But there isn't a lot of, like, um, immediate time travel yeah. in their own timelines. No, yeah. And I know that that's something the Doctor is always saying, or, you, I, you know, can't mess with the timeline or whatever, but... Um, but this, but what I really like about this story is straight away within the first sort of ten fifteen minutes, there's there's a lot of time travel, hmm. as in he you know first he he lands in a in a garden. I'm I'm assuming in the nineties or whenever yeah. when she's a kid, and then he meets her, and then and then when he comes and then he goes and comes back, and he thinks it's been like a minute, but for her it's been like. 15 years yeah however like yeah like 10 15 years and uh so i like that yes so there's a you know straight away you've got a bit of time travel um yeah i really like the whole imaginary friend thing i like how um oh it's hard to describe but moffitt very cleverly he sort of makes the the doctor um almost the supporting character in this sort of tale this fairy tale but at the same time he's still the the lead mm. he i like that because it makes the doctor seem more mysterious more sort of magical he's like the the imaginary friend the 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 you know the fantastical companion and then you've got and then the companion in this case amy becomes like the uh the 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 protagonist almost yeah yeah um I'm trying to um, think of a of a a good um, uh, a good comparison um, for that, but I can't. Yeah. Um, Maybe you circle back. Yeah, I'll, I'll circle back to that. But do, do you know what I mean, though? I do. Yeah, it's um, it's good. Again, it's just down to the writing, where you know, for all of the faults for the current series one of the main gripes is that the doctor is the is is just a background character yeah so it could have gone that way yeah like exactly. in like in jody's stories where yeah she, she just she just is there just for for exposition and yeah like let's let's make a thing and do a this and that yeah. yeah whereas you know the good example is Making the Doctor important, but is the companion like you, you know, like kind of yeah. It's not exactly roles reversed, no, but it is more like. Um... I, I mean, you know, I'm not maybe I'm not saying suggesting that that, that it's good that the Doctor's in the background and no, 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 not at all. What I mean Still is it's like it's like it's more from her point of view. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more like rather than from the Doctor's point of view where it's him meeting these new people, it's from her point of view and, and, and from her point of view as a sort of normal human being, mm. this, he does... I mean, that is, the point, is like a, that is the point of the companion, 
but it, it, it and it does happen in other stories yeah but it's um more more prevalent and it happens a lot yeah. more often yeah with again with just with good yeah writing the, just it happens in the this, whole of this this series. is done really well yeah in using the whole imaginary friend uh idea yeah which i think is perfect for the doctor mm. um because that is how you one would probably view that encounter as if you're a small child and this magical man appears in the ma- in a box yeah um oh 100 and then yeah. and then you it magically disappears in front of your eyes and then you never hear or see from him again mm. you would think oh that was an imaginary you know but from a you could have you could have sworn it was real but you yeah. know the only way to explain it would to be saying that it's yeah. uh you know yeah but anyway um great first episode. i don't know i don't know how far how much we've um but Four, anyway 45 yeah. minutes. really okay um wow um but yeah anyway 11th hour um great first episode perfect um uh perfect introduction of a new doctor in my opinion and that for me the bit that cements it is that bit at the end where um, he's on the roof, and uh, he's facing off against the 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 threat. Yeah, and he says, um, you know, look me up, and then you see the montage of all the previous doctors. Yeah, um, and then he just and then it gets the tenant, and then he just sort of walks through it in the mist, and he's 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 put on his his clothes, his new clothes. Yeah, um, and he's got the bow tie on and the and the uh, uh, yeah, and he's just like I'm the doctor. And that, for me, is the moment where you're like, yes. You're right, you are. You are, yeah. and I'm with you, and I feel it. Um, and, yeah, and I must admit, you know, what re-watching this episode uh, more recently, after re-watching David Tennant's uh, tenure and being hugely disappointed by it in the end, I was so buzzing for this. Yeah, yeah. Even more this time, mm. because this time I had no prejudice, I had no... Um, uh, uh, sort of um, worry or hesitation. I knew that Matt Smith was going to be great, so therefore I enjoyed this episode even more. Mm. And I and by the time it got to the end, I'm I was just like, yes, I I'm buzzing for this. I'm on board with it. Let's go, Geronimo. Mm. Um, you know, I can even get on board with that. So he was great. I mean, I just I just think I just thought he was great. Um, so yeah. I'm well up for it. And also, this is just a side note, but for this episode in particular, like, but for the whole series as well, and you you briefly mentioned it already, but Murray Gold's score yeah. is absolutely it was it was brilliant. Imp- it was just impressive to 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 hear him uh build upon what he's already uh composed. Yeah. And somehow even make it better i feel like the uh, better i feel like over time uh from this point maybe until maybe until the most recent couple of series the the music you can tell that there's been uh more more money available yeah. for more tracks yeah for for more instrumentals yeah um and just for just just making it more even more grandiose than before yeah. i feel like that is the only the only goal of um 
you know, the the score of Doctor Who year upon year. Oh, yeah. Has yeah. to been like, oh, it's got to be bigger, it's got to be better. It, well, and it is. Yeah. It's much more epic, it's much more cinematic. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, his, his score in series one through four in the specials was great. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, it's, 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 the partic- it's that one particular piece which is c- called I Am The Doctor, mm. which is the now iconic, I think, um, theme tune for the 11th Doctor. And I'm sad that it didn't continue. Mm. I felt that that should have become just the Doctor's theme. Nice, yeah. But it's, it's specifically the 11th Doctor's theme. Which makes which makes Matt Smith's um, tenure even more epic for me because you know that music the dun 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 yeah. dun oh. I mean that just it is, it, I think it's it so the stirring best it gives me goosebumps Who. I think it's the best hundred percent it's a great I mean it's one of my favourite themes just in general my mm. favourite sort of um, scores yeah or but, but that oh that's such an epic piece of music and that really gets me pumped. For for you know, all I've got to do is listen to that, and I'm like, and it gets me pumped. I'm like, yeah, I'm re- I'm ready for the for some Doctor Who now. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the score getting getting better, and just the you know the the visuals of the 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 series going from standard definition to high definition. You know, it means you have to light differently, you have to shoot differently, you have to use different cameras, yeah, you have to edit differently, and you know, post production as well. And it just looks great. Like we watched it on on the TV, watching it. It's just yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's as well. Like it, it, it like it, if they're like in a scene or a situation, and they're like, "Doctor, what are we gonna do?" And you just hear that dun 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 dun. Mm. dun you're like, oh, something's gonna happen. Yeah, here. and then yeah. and then he just like turns around and looks at like at the camera, and he's like, you know, I've got a plan or something. And that that music is just ah, oh, and you're just like. That's that's just epic. Just I love that. Um, I mean, I really think that that sort of aided. hundred um, oh, percent. In in this this series as a whole, but um, but yeah, great theme tune, great score. Um, I mean, you know, I think that's for, for me. That's as iconic as the the actual Doctor Who theme tune itself. Mm-hmm. It is now. I think. I think it's just. I think it, I, I I associate it entirely with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So yeah, epic stuff. Um, but yeah, we've talked quite a lot about the eleventh hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, do we go episode by episode or just just? Um, yeah, we'll we'll touch briefly on on some episodes, but then go into more depth before more. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I mean, so the the beast below was episode 2. Yeah. Um which just just like uh you know, in just like in the formula, second episode in, you go straight to into the future. As far into the in future space. as you want. Yeah. Um I mean, do, do, do you know what the beast below I um when I first saw it, I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Um I didn't really it didn't really like excite me. Um which is, I think that's sort of like the curse of the second episode because that does happen a bit. There is a bit of a you're on a bit of a, 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 a come yeah. down, aren't you? Yeah, from the, yeah. But do you know what? On upon rewatching it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah. I really liked. I liked the. I liked the the concept of it. I liked the idea. Hmm. Um, I thought it had some interesting like moral um, themes in it. I mean, looking going on the rewatch, um, 
it was uh you know i, f- I felt i felt uh, the themes a little bit more yeah um not not sure why maybe i'd just forgotten but but, but it was do you know what it was a decent doctor who adventure mm. i enjoyed it yeah i didn't think it was schlocky in any places no no i it's... thought it was it was you know like is it the standout episode of the of the series no, no by no means solid it, is it the worst i don't think so and compared to to a lot of doctor who now sort of post 2017 um i mean you know the beast below is like worthy of an oscar mm. so you know if if that's uh, what i'm saying is if that is uh, among like um not the best in this series which i think is very strong mm. then that it, it's it's still really still, really good still great who um um then we have victory of the daleks um which is i think maybe one of the good good i don't know i'd uh, i don't know it, it, it had elements of really good doctor who and some that i was just i was just a little bit like again it's uh, sometimes i have to just um kind of reel myself back in and remember that it's saturday afternoon telly um yes so so i can forgive some schlockiness i mean i think this is the weakest episode of the I'll series see, I was say um and but like i just said that for 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 this series and for for you know the, the moffat era in general mm. that is not necessarily a bad thing no i mean again compared to a lot of uh doctor who that that's nowadays which is which is god awful um, this is, you know, I would sit down and watch happily watch this episode. If any if, day if you week. had, if you gave me a choice of, you know, uh, this episode or, yeah, anything, anything from yeah. series eleven or twelve, yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd like, sweet, fire up victory of the Daleks. Yeah, victory of the Daleks for the victory. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, there are there are some good points in it. The, the, for me, the only real bad, but not bad points, but like. I was a bit like, Oof, okay, is the... The new design of the Daleks. Yeah, the new design of the Daleks. What do they call them? They call them, I don't know, the, the fandom calls them something like the, the beefy Daleks or something. I don't know. The, 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 the rainbow Daleks yeah. or the multicoloured See, I would, I wouldn't, I'm giant not, I'm not, Daleks. Yeah, I'm not bothered about the colours. Like I am, they're a bit too bit bit vibrant, but but it is just like the redesign. They are just like yeah, oh, they are the, just like roids. Is it the Spitfires flying in space? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that for me is a I'm not not sad. Yeah, like, Danny boy to the doctor. Yeah. Danny boy to the doctor. Yeah. What ho? <laughs> I'm going in now. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I, that that bit with for me is just a little bit. It's just a little bit for me. It's just a little bit cringy. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's not making the the episode unwatchable or terrible. No, it's just it's just a little bit like also I, it's a bit tongue tongue in cheek, how, and, and I'm just like even I'm just if laughing. they have the technology, how on earth did they have time to fit all these Spitfires? Yeah, in this, this episode, new and also how on earth could a Spitfire not just immediately explode as soon as it got out into space? I mean, d- d- like. Did it have like reinforced? For, did it have a force field around it? Or yeah, something? it did. Yeah, that was the thing. Was that what it was? Yeah, a yeah. force field. Yeah, it's like a like a, a, a gravity field or something. I right. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to get into the semantics. Yeah. Really. <laughs> when well, you be get here into the day. science of poo, <laughs> you're just like you're just like I'm a fucking adult and yeah. this is a kid show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 
but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Ian McNeese is good as Churchill, and yeah, oh, um, yeah, great, yeah. And uh, he comes back in. Um, he does in come back. Series, and so. what's his name's good as um, as uh, uh, the um, the the Doctor? The Scottish. He's a Dalek. Do, do you know who I, well, I remember him? He's the guy. Have you seen Spice World the movie? I have seen Spice World the movie. He's the guy who runs the cafe, where and there's the flashback scene where the Spice Girls come in and they they do wannabe, and he's like, oh, I still prefer jazz. <laughs> Josh, did you remember that? Bit? He's like, have you got any jazz? You and got any jazz? And they're like, oh, don't be stupid. Look, let's let us do our song for you. Okay. Yo, I tell you what I want, and then they perform it, and he's like, well, ah, it was good, but I still prefer jazz. Bill Patterson. Bill Patterson, As, yeah. um, what do you call it, uh, Edwin Bracewell. That's it, yeah. Uh, Doctor. Uh, the jazz guy from Spice World. Jazz guy from Spice World. Mm. He, yeah, he plays uh, plays it pretty well. Ah, um, uh, he's not bad. It's, it's a little, it, him being a, a Dalek bomb is, as well, yeah. it's a little bit like, so he would never have, like, looked at his torso. Yeah. In his life. It's a bit schlocky. It, that's a bit schlocky. It is a bit, it's a bit of a schlocky one, but it's all right. In no means does it ruin the series. Do, does, at no means does it, does it, does it make me think I don't want to watch no, not the episode. No, not at all. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a... It is just it is just like the the, the schlockiest stuff from Doctor Who uh, in a in an episode, but it's it's still but, still quite a nice watch. I mean, you know, um, I mean, we're saying that yeah, compared to to the latest stuff, you know, which the victory of the Daleks really stands out. But even at that time, compared to the schlockiest episodes of Russell's era, mm. again, this isn't even that schlocky. No, no, it's not. You know, I mean, it's not like Fear Her or Love and Monsters or or. Um, uh, yeah, or some some of the or the or the, the aliens of London, the far you know that stuff oh. is very schlocky. Whereas yeah. compared, this is still quite highbrow compared to that. It is a bit highbrow. Um, so then we come on to the time of angels, first of two two parters mm, and series. flesh and stone. Yeah, which I really mm. enjoy. Yeah, these episodes again. I think these are. Um, this this was a nice uh, next episode's continuation of the River Song story. Ah, uh, yes, I agree. Um, which is a bit of a rocky road up and down. Let's get to it where we do. Indeed. But Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, I think, was like brilliant. You know, it is quite. I know this. Is, it appeals to me because it, it's probably aimed at the 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 older because it's a bit of a more serious story. Yeah. As all of the, um, as most of the angels' stories are, I mean, we've only had one up until this point. But, yeah. but the, 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 you can't. At this point, you couldn't be making the angels out to be just a, a wacky monster. Yeah. In, in this two-parter, taken very seriously. Yeah. In uh, inserting River Song into it as well was a good idea. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this these this two parts. I, th- I think it's it's probably up there for with me with the um, oh I've already forgotten it. Doctor dances and God damn, I had it. I had the the the, the two parter from series one. Uh yeah, I can't remember what that first episode's called either. Uh, is Chilled, is it the empty child? The empty child. Yes. Yeah. So it's up there with that one for me. I, I, do you know what? I agree. This is a really strong uh, story. 
and uh, it, another another not so interesting fact from Harry Harding's tre- treasure chest of useless trivia: this was Matt Smith and Karen Gillan's first uh, story yeah. that they filmed. Nice. So you, you know, can tell his hair's a little different. Exactly, his hair's a bit longer in this. Yeah, which obviously was um, so uh, so you know because they obviously have like filming blocks. Yeah, yeah, of course. And this was the first in the schedule. So the eleventh hour wasn't even his first. Uh, wasn't this was his first story, and he both of them had to immediately just jump straight into the characters mm. as if they'd been doing it for for already for three stories. So that I think is very impressive to me. It is impressive because there isn't really there isn't really like a, a a change in quality. No, not at all. For better, for worse, it's just it is all very consistent. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the time I was like, give me any uh, angel, you know, weeping yeah. angel story, give me any river song story, you know, and they 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 merged it. I mean, if well. you think about it, all the all the elements in this story are great and come together. Hmm. You've got a base under siege setting, which is my favourite setting. Hmm. Um, angels, the best new villains of Doctor Who ever hmm. the best by far the best villains of new who yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know and in, and, and in doctor who overall they're right up there with the daleks and the cybermen and the master as one of the best doctor who villains and uh so you've got a base under siege you've got the weeping angels you've got river song and you've also got the first time that the doctor has direct faced off against the angels yeah yeah because he's not really he's not really involved in blink no he doesn't really encounter them ever no so um he has knowledge of them but and you know he may he may have encountered them before in in other adventures that we don't know about this is something about doctor who in a big finish that we haven't yeah exactly but um but this was but yeah and it's um you're right you're right about river song as well At, at this point there was still a lot of mystery. You know, she still had her diary and she was like, have we done this and have we done that? And, um, you know, to 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 to, her, to Alex Kingston and Moffitt's credit, you know, I feel like at this point her character wasn't, hadn't become like irritating or overly mysterious and confusing. It was just enough to, to tease you and think, oh, you know. I'm interested to know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in this as well that I noticed on, on, uh, on, on second viewing or say, I say second viewing more like eighth viewing, but when we recently rewatched it that, um, that I really liked, for example, this is very Moffaty. I really like, you know, um, the, the angel Bob villain. Yeah. Very much reminded me of science in the library with, the way you you know how the way like Miss Evangeline dies, yeah, and the way that the other characters they're like, hey, who turned off the lights? Hey, who turned off the lights? All that stuff is so clever and so Ray fucking creepy. <laughs> Ray bloody purchase, yeah. What's his name? Harry Peacock. Yeah, well remembered. And in this, I really like how it's like um, the angels talking to him, but through through a surrogate, through the a voice through a of voice, a dead yeah. soldier, and he's yeah. talking very matter of factly. He's very like, eerie. he's like, we're going to kill you, Doctor, mm. and then we're going to kill everyone else. Yeah, 
why because it's fun yeah and it's just scary it's that's so i really like that the mm. way he's communicating with him over the walkie-talkie great way yeah. you don't even see him yeah no no it's just the voice yeah ian glenn uh in this one a good uh yeah good good uh surprisingly doesn't mention khaleesi i know once. what's that um the, what what like He's like, not am I one, but he's like, Khaleesi. I Doesn't mention the Iron Throne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because he's, you know, he's obsessed with it. It's literally what he's all about, yeah. Um, but he, he's great in this as, um, and the, 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 the kind of, um, the kind of weirdness that the, the, the church becomes like an army. Is a yeah. weird. Is a. It's yeah. not a twist. It's a weird take. Yeah. I guess. I want to know more about that. Yeah, I want to know more yeah. about that. How um, you know, it goes from Vicar of Dibley to shooting yeah. guns and yeah, you know, camo. Um, I love it. Going across the galaxy and taking out alien threats. Yeah, I, I want to. Um, yeah, I want to know more about the. You know, I can't remember what they're called. The um. What, what would you call, what would you call them? What are they called? The the the, the not pri- a sect, but the priest uh, of the order. Or yeah, yeah, the order uh, yeah, the, the order, I guess. Um, yeah, they yeah, shame they didn't come back for for Another more stories, adventure. but um, yeah, I, I really like. Um, uh, I, excuse me, I, I also really like the that very brief clip where the doctor comes back. He he leaves Amy, and then he quickly comes back, and he's got his jacket on. And a lot of people noticed at the time, a lot of viewers were like, is that a continuity error? Because he lost his jacket in the previous scene. And one of the angels grabbed it mm-hmm. and he, he abandoned it. And then and then he says goodbye to Amy. And then there's just a very quick shot where he quickly comes back and he says to her, like, you're going to be all right. And he's got you can see he's got his jacket on. Yeah. A lot of people thought that that was a continuity error. But of course, it, were, it wasn't. It was very deliberate. So I thought, and rewatching it again, knowing what that is, I thought that is bloody genius, isn't it? Um, you know, to to to, to do that, to, to air an episode with that in, make people think that it's a it's a mistake, a continuity error by the BBC, mm. and to, to then reveal that it's oh brilliant. I mean, we did. I didn't know at the time, but now I would expect things like that. But yeah. <laughs> well, they're not clever enough. Chibnall's not clever enough to do things like that now, but. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, d- I do like um, one part of the two-parter that al- always gets me is the um, is uh, in this in the second of the two-parter, which is uh, flesh and stone. Flesh and stone is when the one by one the the soldiers investigate the the crack, and um, they, oh yeah, they're just completely forgotten. I think I think that's quite a a, a scary thing yeah. but more of a psychological and they and, and they and they keep forgetting that the that the, the other one's gone yeah and I, i'm just like that would be like you don't know if that has already happened i mean to uh, you yeah. or to if other you were people. amy in that situation you'd be fucking terrified yeah she can't open her eyes because no. otherwise she'll die yeah and these 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 soldiers supposed to be protecting her keep disappearing one after the other yeah and every time one disappears the rest of them don't remember forget them. their existence yeah. or they're just wiped from existence like they never they yeah. never happened that is scary that is that's one thing where i'm just like if you well you don't know if that has already happened yeah. to someone you know yeah you you just wouldn't know it's the same with um a s- slightly similar to the silence yeah 
we'll get to that. I mean, yeah, yeah the great, great follow-up to Blink. Great sequel to The Angels' mm. uh, first story. And um, also a sequel to uh, to Science in the Library with River Songs as her second story as well. I really like as well how the the they continue, well, I say Moffat continues the theme of of teasing something that we haven't heard about or seen yet in the diary. Hmm. So I think in the silence of the library, she mentions about have we have we climbed out of the 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 ship the wreck of the Byzantium yet? Yeah, yeah. And and we're as viewers like, what the fuck is she talking about? And, then the, and next the doctor's series. like, what the fuck is she talking about? Next series or series after? Yeah, that no, was series four. Yeah, this yeah. is series five. And now we actually get the episode. This is about how they escape from the Byzantium. And then I think in this episode, she mentions, um, oh, have we done the, the singing towers yet? Mm. Or something. And that's something we don't see till um, till like series, um, till like the Christmas special, I think, the series nine or Christmas yeah, special. Yeah, that's two series later. Yeah. So I like that stuff. Mm. That's Moffat planting seeds everywhere, like a little gardener. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't like the only thing about this episode I don't like is seeing the angels' heads turn. Yeah, because yeah. it ruins the sort of. They've stopped doing that now. Yeah, it, it ruins the whole thing about the statues and then like when you see the flashes of them moving in the light. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I must, I must, I must do a quick um. Well, not a name drop, but um, I went to an exclusive dress rehearsal preview of uh, Doctor Who Time Fracture, hmm. which is the new immersive Doctor Who show that's open in London. I highly recommend listeners if you're uh, if you're in London, if you're a tourist in London, or if you um, are a Doctor Who fan, definitely go to it. It's well worth it. But I have to say. And this isn't a spoiler, but because there's so much to do there. But the the best bit for me in that experience is the angels bit, because oh, really? you are literally in like a a, a a a corridor, and then all of a sudden it goes, and there are angels around, and all of a sudden it goes dark, <laughs> and when the lights come up, the angels have moved. Oh shit! And you don't hear them. Well, there's obviously a lot of loud music going on, but you, there's no like mechanical like mm, you don't hear them being moved. Right. And they're definitely not. People are they not actors? No, they're not actors. So wow. I don't. I, I'm guessing they just move automatically while the loud music's playing. Mm. So and you and you just can't hear it. But literally, it's like it's like you know, it's like lights are on all of a sudden blackout, and then lights come up about ten seconds later, and they've moved, and then it happens again, and they've moved closer. Ooh. And it does. It it does seem really real. It was a. It was a. Just, just. Like and you I said. was really pissed at that point as well in the night. So <laughs> I was proper like, "Whoa!" Uh, tripping. Mm. Um, yeah. I, again, you, they are just iconic villains, and this is just a um, a story that just cements them as such. I agree. You know. Um, so, so. So. Moving on to Vampires of Venice. Yes. So our our second historical of yep, the series, yep, yep, yep. Um, our first, um, should we say horror episode? Yeah, there is. There's always a horror episode, isn't there? Yeah, where, guess... it's, where it's like a classic um, horror sort of antagonist, like a werewolf or yep, vampires yep. or or, a, or something of that nature. Yeah, it follows. It follows. The, it follows the beats of like a familiar horror. Yeah, yeah. Again. 
not as not one of the best. No. Um, I mean, to be honest, the, for me, this story is it's a bit much. That it's a bit like Victory of the Daleks. I have the, it's it's the same sort of thing as that for me. It's not the best episode of this series. It's by no means uh, bad. I don't think it's as bad as Victory of the Daleks. I prefer it to Victory of the Daleks. For me, this uh, vamp- the Vampires of Venice is it's it's a decent uh, run in the mill standard like historical Doctor Who episode with with a with a horror uh, vi- monster. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, it's never going to be high up in anyone's charts of greatest episodes but again just no way shape or form is this a bad episode that if it was on if it was like this or uh, you know many other from later series you know I, I don't think it's like overly schlocky it's it's you know the the premise is vampires are aliens you know yeah of course they uh, and, are. and they're in the past and they're in venice so yeah. it's like what do you make out of that? I mean, from from those, you know, those uh, ideas, I feel like this is a good episode. You know, it's no, it's not schlocky. No, no, I don't. This is why I think it's slightly better than Victory of the Daleks because there's nothing in this episode I think that is a bit schlocky or or makes me go a bit oh dear, like yeah. it's like Spitfires in space. But um, it's just it's just it's just not. It's just not amazing. No, it's no, not yeah, outstanding. It's just a, it's just a good Doctor Who episode. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just not, it's not trying to uh, break boundaries. It's not trying oh. to go. Uh, it's not tr- trying to go any extra mile. Interesting. I've just seen here that is written by Toby Whitehouse, and he wrote one of my favourite uh, Base Under Siege episodes, which was the 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 Satan Pit one series. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh. Tennant and Rose, um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's all right. Hmm. It's 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 all right. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best. And the the whole um, this is kind of I think this is kind of the introduction of uh, Rory coming on the adventures right. as well. Yeah, um, you know the Doctor who you know through was it the yeah it was the prior episode yes you know finds out that Amy is you know, kind of infatuated with him yes. uh, to to an extra level. Yeah. Uh, let's just put it that way. And the, the Doctor not being um, a huge narcissist is is like, no, I, th- I think I should, you know, try and help, you know. I mean... Show Amy what uh, what she's got, you know, and brings Rory along for the, for the adventure. Rather than exactly. rather than leaning in. Thank you. Exactly. This is what I was saying. I think I complained about this in some of the earlier series, maybe three or four. But this is exactly what the Doctor should do hmm. in that situation, which is what the Tenth Doctor didn't do. He's it, like his companions got the hots for him. She literally tries to snog him. Hmm. So what does he do? He immediately goes and gets her fiance, brings him onto the TARDIS. And takes him, um, takes them to what he thinks is going to be a nice romantic getaway, which is why they're in Venice in the first place. Yeah. So they can have a um, a getaway, a, you know, a much needed make or break type of thing. Whereas the previous Doctor was just like, you know, um, 
was just oh you know I'm gonna he's either gonna fall in love with them or he's gonna like flirt with them and encourage them like he does with Martha and uh, you know just sort of being like oh yeah I am handsome and all this stuff and <laughs> I just like really that's not what the doctor's about so hats off to him for doing that um another thing I really like as well is um I really like uh, I mean don't get me wrong Amy and Rory's relationship in general for me is um problematic I hate to say that word but um yeah Amy's a, Amy and Rory's relationship is problematic for me in that she it does treat him a bit poorly at times I think oh yeah she's very you know um she's not very nice to him <laughs> and some of her actions are very questionable yeah um but um at the same time, she's not quite... She, I don't think that she's as bad as Rose and Mickey, for example. Oh, 100%. The way that Rose treats Mickey. Because the way when Mickey, like, asks... First of all, Mickey has to ask if he can come with them on an, on an adventure. And the tenth doctor's like, well, I sort of suppose it's all right with me. And Rose's like, oh, yeah, if you have to. Like, rolling her eyes kind of thing. It's like, that's your boyfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, see, you you say like that they have a relationship, but I I don't feel like they do. Well, no, it's Rose just... Rose and Mickey is just like uh, if you were to show the scenes to someone but take the dialogue out, you, you would you would ask like, oh, do you, do you think these two are dating? Yeah, it's it seems well, they, more they don't, like they're not affectionate. Like they they don't really do. She's basically friend zoned him. Yeah, um, they are meant to be going out, but she's yeah. completely like not interested at both all. of these relationships are just um you know they they are quite they are quite similar in in certain aspects one of them just when i rewatch them i'm just like they they just keep you around just for yeah because i don't know because they don't want to be alone i yeah. don't know it just it feels like they they don't they're not affectionate or anything you know? it's almost like mickey and rory's presence is just to um, sort of make the doctor seem even more cool and good looking, and and <laughs> um, and more more attractive to the 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 the, the female companion. They are basically the middle. they are basically used as um, the butt of the joke. Yeah, they they're just like, oh look um, at this person, how how normal they are yeah. in comparison. As Mickey, look how boring they are. As Mickey you know? said in series two, I'm the dog. Yeah. I'm the tin dog. In Honestly, the Rory is the same, uh, but at least, to a degree. At least with this one, the eleventh Doctor makes doesn't encourage. Oh no! Yeah, definitely. The, definitely. the flirtation. Yeah, there with is Amy. there is a difference here, and he very much wants. He's very much in favour of Amy and Rory being a couple. Yeah, and he doesn't. He also doesn't put Rory down as much as. Um, definitely not. Ten and even nine. I'd did say to by Mickey. by the end of the series, they are friends. Like yeah. Whereas you know, I know, I know. In the end, uh, ten kind of ended up tolerating Mickey. Yeah. Um, and then at the end was kind of yeah, you kind of got yeah. the, the sense that it was it was that kind of relationship. But with this one, I feel like yeah, you had all of the same uh, situation very early on. Yeah. But there was actual development into friendship you know, a lot quicker. Ironically, I think in this situation, it's more Rory being jealous. Mm of the Doctor and Amy's relationship 
and the doctor, but the doctor, which he's quite right to be, he's not unjustified in in being in feeling threatened. Mm. But the doctor in this situation, the eleventh doctor, does nothing to um, to encourage that, or and he tries, he does actually try to make Rory not like sort of involve him. Whereas in in the the, the pre in the Mickey Rose situation. I feel like it's the complete opposite of that. I feel like Mickey's not jealous enough and not bothered enough yeah. by it. Yeah. And where and the tenth Doctor is very much, uh, and to the make a little bit the ninth, but not so much. Is very much being flirty and encouraging the infatuation. Hmm. But um, but you know, but which but it does make it. I I do like it in. I do like it in in this series and and in this sort of dynamic. I do like it when Rory challenges Eleven, and sometimes he puts him in his place. Yeah, and he does say sometimes like you know no like she's my responsibility. I'll I'll I will help her or or um that that only increases over time. Yeah, as well. and 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 Rory to his credit, his character does develop and he he does he does grow. He goes from this sort of wimpy, nerdy loser, which is in in the eleventh hour, and by the end of the series, he's like, you know, he's the centurion who waited for a thousand years, and he's very much like his own man, yeah. and he's sort of combing to his own, and he doesn't take it as much. And when when he feels like the Doctor is has stepped out of line, not necessarily on purpose, he 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 says to him, you know, he he, he you know. I can't remember what episode it is, but there's one episode where I think I don't know if some Amy gets captured or something, and the doctor's like, "Don't worry, Rory, I'll 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 get her back. I'll I'll you know I'll save her." And, and Rory's just like, "You see, this is what you do. This is what you do. You're dangerous. You put people in danger, and you don't think about the consequences, mm. and you don't think about how that affects other people." And- Doesn't he also say they that he makes People want to impress him. Yes, that's yeah. it. You're right. He says. He says this. This is what you do. You make people want to risk their life for you. Mm. I think and, that is in either the Hungry Earth or Cold Blood, which is the second two part. I believe. Well, um, yeah, could be. And I, I wish someone had said that to Ten more. Mm. Yeah, I wish Ten had been put in his place. More. Yeah, hundred. I wish Ten had had Amy and Rory. Wish Mickey had said this as well. Yeah, you know, because I feel like the way the way that Rory acts is much more natural, and realistic, and it's much more how I wish Mickey had had behaved. And mm. I feel, you know, unfortunately for Mickey, even though he does like he does grow and he does become more confident and brave, I feel like he sort of gave up. Yeah, oh yeah. He doesn't really fight for her. Not a lot. He just no. sort of throws in the towel. He does which, he does throw a bit of a tantrum here and there. Which is fair enough. Which is not the same, but is he, yeah. he does afterwards he does kind of be like well, right, you know. Cuz he just he, he's more of a flitting character than yeah. than Rory is. Yeah. Um one of the, the you know, one of the first times that we see um or one of the next times that we see Rory make one of these kind of uh, growths as a character is in the next story, which is Amy's Choice, um, which is uh, my favourite episode of the series. Oh, Controversial. Um, and I think that... 
I think that Toby Jones's character as uh, the Dream Lord is uh, the one that tops most lists as uh, villains or characters that should return that have never returned to Doctor Who. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I th- it's it's one of my favourite just because uh, a because of his performance. Uh, and B, because it is one of those, um, it's a little bit stripped down again, because there's only two um, locations, not a lot of time traveling. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a simplistic story, but it's quite, it's quite, um, it is it is quite, it actually is quite simple. I'll take that back. You know, the way he describes it, again, it's Amy's choice, hence the title. Yeah. But it's like, is is this the dream? Or is this, or is this the dream? the dream you know yes you know which reality is reality and it's like you have to you have to choose um yeah it's just an interesting episode and also you know when you know it's it's basically revealed that these uh i guess are they spores they're like spores aren't they have got into the tardis yeah and um created this illusion when the dream lord is basically um through dialogue you you realize that the dream lord is just like a darker version of the doctor yeah um the, yeah you're right i mean this you're right this episode's so strong uh mainly for toby jones's fantastic villain oh mate he's so good he he plays it serious and then turns on a dime and plays it funny yeah I mean, I mean, cr- I mean, goodness! I, I remember watching this at the time and thinking, um, "Oh, please let him be the master." I thought yeah. that was. I thought that was going to be the twist at the end was that he was the master, or he was going to come back as the master at a later time. Mm. Um, because, but I, but I mean, but I, I still, I, I do really like the twist that he's, he's uh, the, the Doctor. Mm. He's a, the representation of the Doctor. Um, but yeah, this is a great episode. Toby Jones is great. Um, on the rewatch, I must admit, at the time, is it? I mean, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but I guess to them, it's they didn't know. But to us, I mean, it's pretty obvious which is which is the dream and which is real. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I think I think even at the time, it's it's quite obvious. But it's yeah. This the the. The best bit about it is them trying to work it out, you know. Yeah, it might be obvious to the audience, and even even at the time, I was thinking, well, they're they're in the TARDIS, so the TARDIS is the yeah. real, you yeah, know? yeah, and they're not five years later, so yeah, um, it's 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 more about the the characters trying to struggle with like, well, if I give this up and it's not yeah the re- the reality, then we all die. And it's, yeah. it's 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 the same with the being in the TARDIS as well, but it, obviously it's hard for the characters to let go of something that's, um, you know, a, a life not lived kind of yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, and also I think it's really clever the way that in one uh, reality um, there's all there, there's like a, there's a monster of the week and a threat. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like there's it's like two different Doctor Who episodes. Merged, merged into, into one, one. Yeah, and it's, it's like which one is the is real, real is the real episode <laughs> yeah um so uh so yeah I, yeah I, I i mean I, but yeah i do love it i mean the, all 
the best scenes in this are the scenes featuring him. Mm, um, of course. I mean, it's very sort of Sherlock and Moriarty-like. Mm, it is. Um, but yeah, um, really strong episode. Really strong episode. Again, uh, just because of his performance, Toby yeah. Jones, I think. Yeah my favorite of the series and you're right absolutely without a doubt he is number one uh villains that should have returned and never did mm-hmm. um and unfortunately there's a much longer list of villains that should never have returned yeah but uh, did but did multiple <laughs> times um into the next two parts of the series mm-hmm. which is the hungry earth and cold blood which um feature the uh Silurians. Am I saying it right? Is is it the Silurians? So I've 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 known I know about them as a Doctor Who villain, but didn't I've never seen a um a, a series or like a a story with them in. No, I hadn't. And I think this was the first time that they'd reappeared, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, in this particular story, um, and they they feature quite a bit in New Who post this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that. I didn't particularly mind this story. I, I didn't really feel like it needed two parts, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of felt felt a bit dragged. Yeah. Um. Again, it's not it's not bad not bad story, but I just yeah I just didn't really think it's. Uh... Oh, guess who wrote it? Oh, Chibnall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, it, I think I think it's good, um, but. It, it's, it does fall into we might I might be saying these things and um you know if if you're listening you're probably thinking well why are they saying this why have why have I said this about a few episodes when I hold the series in such high regard but again it's not great it's it's just good and you know it's it's yeah it's a little it's a little bit like if this was going up against another episode um again some of the sh- the schlockier episodes of new who i'd probably choose this this is probably what um marks this series out from other series is uh, you know some of the episodes that aren't considered great are just good yeah whereas in other series there's the fluctuation is a bit higher yeah you know from good to bad yeah it's very, it's or very good up, to not so up good and down whereas this it, it has a baseline of just a good episode yeah even ones that are not amazing yeah and then you have great episodes which complement that yeah so and i think this just falls under the category of it's just a good episode two in this case of doctor who um you know mild danger um, of you know the Silurians coming up and you know killing all the humans, kind of uh, them living underground for all this time is a bit, you know, no one's noticed before this. I know it's under Wales, no one's really looking, but <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, I was thinking that a little bit. It's like, oh, they're they're so far under the earth. It's like so, no scientist up until this point has seen this cavern that holds like thousands of these creatures yeah it's a it's a bit okay i'm gonna overlook it but it's a bit out there yeah i mean it's 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 considering it's written by chibnall 
it's one of his better yeah yeah, yeah. offers mm-hmm. offerings um but yeah you're right i mean it's it's not as good as as the the angels two parter obviously mm. um but um but yeah the the um the, yeah the, the, oh, whoops yeah, there, there are these. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, you're right. It, it could have easily been one episode, but it's not a bad story by any means. Um, it's enjoyable for what it is, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the most noteworthy things about this story really are um, the references to the overall series arc. Which is um, obviously there's the, the cracks in time, which are mentioned quite a bit throughout throughout the series, which I like. It's, they're not just not just teased in like the first episode, and they're not mentioned again for the whole rest of the series until the finale. It's very much a continual theme that goes through this uh, this series. Um, like we mentioned it in, in the um, in the uh, the angel two parter. The crack is very is play you know play plays quite a big part in one of the scenes. And obviously, in this one, um, it you know Rory gets gets killed for the first of of many times, mm. um, and uh, and and gets sucked into one of the cracks and and subsequently forgotten about. Yeah, um, and we also discover in this story that. Um, uh, that there's a that you know that that a piece of shrapnel from the the explosion that caused the cracks is um, off of the TARDIS. So this is when we first learn as well that 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 it's the it's the TARDIS that has exploded and caused the cracks in time. So I like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it does. Uh, it does have connotations to the overall arcing story. Yeah, of the series, which is which is good. I think. Um, I think adds a little bit extra to this story. Um, yeah, again, I, I just feel like it was it was a bit it was a bit didn't really need two parts, and it was a bit um, just a bit okay. You know, it's um, the Silurians as a as a as a villain are good, but I don't know if they were quite as menacing as they could have been. Mm. I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity for them to be like a really vicious, um, you know. I know the uh, one of the uh, characters um, uh, was, you know, she plays a bit of a mind game into getting the people who are above ground mm. to killing her, mm. which I feel like was was pretty good. Like um, it was quite quite psychological and. Yeah. Um, but I, f- I feel um, it didn't really go any further than that. I, f- I feel like uh, there was a bit of a missed opportunity for them to be, uh, you know, yeah, like a ruthless kind of killer race. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be um, over. It doesn't have to be non PG. You know, twelve A kind of Saturday afternoon it doesn't have to be like lashes or blood yeah. or anything. It just has to be like. They just have to follow through with um, them being a threat to humanity, um, but then they they're just kind of a bit meh. They just yeah. needed to follow through with the the threat of the this um, species being, you know, 
reptilian killers. Yeah, I know what you mean. They, it, it feels a bit empty. Empty threat. They they could have gone with. They should have gone either way with. They're either like not not villains at all. Yeah. Um. Or they they are just very much villains. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah, you're right about the whole idea that there's like a whole civilization deep underground on Earth that's been around for millions of years. Um, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but then then we move on to Vincent and the Doctor, mm. uh, which is written by Richard Curtis. Nice. Oddly. Yeah. His, his only... Uh, his only um, Doctor Who episode to date. Um, very out of the blue. Very random, considering that he he writes, uh, you know, British romantic comedies yeah. mainly. And that's what he was very much known for at the time. Um, you know, and he was hot off the heels of uh, um, sort of uh, Love Actually. Um, he did write About Time, though. I don't know if do you remember that film. It's got yep. Rachel McAdams in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically a it's it's a typical Richard Curtis rom com. Only it has time travel in it. Yeah. Um, I might rewatch that actually. Because mm. um, it sounds like it'd be right up my street. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I really really love this story. This is this is my favorite. Yeah, this is this is second favorite for me. Uh, I, I love this. Yeah, this episode. I mean, the thing about this as well is it's just beautiful. It's a really beautiful um, story. And, um, I mean, yeah, you know, the monster is very much a monster of the week. Mm. Um, and that that sort of, uh, that almost subplot of the episode um, featuring the monster, could you have not had it? Yes, but then you wouldn't. Then it would have just been a Doctor Who episode about them meeting Vincent Van Gogh for you know forty-seven minutes of chatting about chat, paintings, talking around, yeah, yeah, chatting, standing around. But um, so you did, you know. But but to be honest, that doesn't really matter because what this story is about is mental illness, and I think that you know. I think that the way that that is handled in this episode uh, is 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 done with such tact and sensitivity. Mm. They don't they don't sort of um, they don't skirt a- around the the subject. No, or like pretend that it wasn't a thing because you know I, I, there are other episodes of Doctor Who where they make f- the where he they they meet famous historical ca- uh, figures and some of the things about them that are, you know, not positive, shall we say, or or good, are just sort of not mentioned or brushed under the carpet. Mm. Whereas in this, um, you know, it, 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 his mental illness and his struggles with depression are very much, uh, they're very much, you know... They're front and centre. They are they? front and centre, mm. but they're not handled in an insensitive way. No, no. You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's handled in a very realistic and very sympathetic way. 
you know and you're right that um a lot of times um not necessarily just doctor who and a lot of um a lot of television probably prior to this or prior to maybe about 2012 2015 yeah a lot of times when um when it is just a TV show like Doctor Who, which is just it is just like a, a kind of kid show, yeah, know? a Saturday, like uh, not even a kid show, just a Saturday afternoon show, um, Saturday afternoon shows, not not known for bringing, um, <clears throat> you know, <coughs> uh, societal challenges, mental health, yeah, things like that to the forefront, and handling them um, as seriously. A lot of times they do just kind of get swept under the rug mm. they get they get mentioned they get a, a bit of attention and they 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 get like a bit of script about it <coughs> but um a lot of the times prior to this it would just be oh we've we've said they've got mental health issues now we're going to move on yeah but this in this episode is is um front and center and um uh, handled with um, tact and handled with um, with care, I guess. You yeah, know. and it's not as well. It's not. Um, it's also, not trying to lecture the audience. Not either. trying to lecture. Also, not trying to cure him. No, you know, a lot of a lot of things when it's about um, something of this um, nature. It's sometimes they're like, oh, and then then we helped them uh, within the 15, 20 minutes, and they were cured. Yeah, it's like he at the end he still has these demons. Yeah. He still has these issues, um, you know. And it's it's just a good, you know. Take take the the monster of the week out of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good showing of um, what it's like having mental health problems. Yeah, and for something to be shown within a forty five minute time period. Yeah. with a story. Yeah. You know, it's quite well done. It is Very well, done. well done. I mean, it's it's you know, it's like, you know, like that. From the Doctor and Amy's point of view, it's it like in one scene he's like lying in his bed and he's crying and and he, he in despair hmm. and he can't he he you know he can't even bring himself to um to do anything and then in the next scene he's just fine. Yeah, and and but that's what it's like hmm. for people struggling with uh mental health yeah uh, and and you, you you can't really and i i don't know if it's i don't know if if i think at one point that you know the doctor says something in this episode about you know I, I i there's nothing i can do i can't you know i can't i can't i can't save this person i can't you know i i can only you can only do so much um but um but yeah, it's um, it's just yeah, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful story, and uh, Tony Curran's performance as well as he's Vincent fantastic. Van Gogh is fantastic. I mean, he's brilliant. Um, he plays sort of troubled genius so perfectly, um, and uh, also as well, I don't, I, I think I'm, I, I'm guessing this is deliberate. But when I rewatched it recently, I only really noticed the, um, I guess because I'm a, an adult um, now, and uh, 
wouldn't say I was more mature, <laughs> but definitely more lived. Yes. Um, I also noticed that the you know, the fact that the monster in this episode is invisible, mm. right, for the most of the and they can't see it. That is, I think that was a de- is a, supposed to be a deliberate um, uh, metaphor metaphor mm. for, for mental, mental illness. Yeah, yeah, because it's like an invisible disease. It is, yeah. And I and I, I remember when I and you know people probably listening to this now will probably be like uh, yeah obviously like uh, what are you thick or something but I only realised that recently and I thought that that and I'd already loved the episode before that mm. and then I realised that recently I was like, oh yeah that makes perfect sense just adds another layer to it yeah and I was yeah. like I was like God that's so clever and and then of course the scene at the end. Uh, which is what really, for me, I've, this really makes this episode stand out. I mean, it's so touching, and it gets me every time when they take him into the future to see his his work at the gallery. Yeah, and then uh, Bill Nye's there with his with his bow tie, um, and he does, gives that that monologue, uh, that speech about how he thinks Van Gogh's the greatest ever painter ever lived and all this and and he's listening and crying and and then he goes up to him and hugs him and says thank you oh god it's... the music is great yeah the 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 monologue is fantastic oh, and it's beautiful it's perfect it's one of the best uh scenes if not just for this series but for yeah. the for the whole of new who yeah um quite, quite iconic for new who as well yeah um you know i know and I really love it. It's, it. it's so heartbreaking as well when they take him back. Yeah. And he's like, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I have renewed passion and, and I feel like I feel like a new man and I, I, I can start again. This is fantastic. And Amy's like, oh, all excited. Like, oh, come on, let's go back to the let's go back to the museum and see how many more paintings that he, that he, he did. But and the doctor you knows. You can see yeah. that the doctor's yeah. like, um, yeah. That's not how it works. And then they go back and she's like devastated. She's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, he still killed himself. Like, I think they say it was like a month after that. Mm. He still killed himself despite that. And the doctor's like, well, yeah, that's mental illness. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just... Very, um, again, it's, it's quite... Um... It's quite adult subject matter for, for Doctor Who. It's very adult, yeah. You know, um, but it's I think yeah, it's great. It's just um, having having it be the forefront of the episode, and then it's so poignant at the end where they, where like you said, they, they still revealed that yeah, one month later he he dies. Um, it's ultimately quite um, heartbreaking because you know. They they did they did help him, but you know that's just not uh, it's still not enough. Yeah, um, but yeah, fantastic episode. I can see why it's most most people's favorite of the series. Yeah, um, that takes us to the next episode, which is the Lodger. Yeah, um, I like the episode. I think it's really good. I like it too. And for an episode that um, stars predominantly James Corden. Yeah. That's quite a surprising statement. Yeah. Yeah. Which again is just 
you know, testament to Steve Moffat's writing. Yeah. Matt Smith as the Doctor, and again J- James Corden in it as Craig is. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's he is just a very relatable person. He's actually bearable. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He. he, he I agree. He's. He's. I really like. I don't know what it. I. I can't stand him as Smithy. I can't stand him in real life. To be honest, but <laughs> yeah. I don't. As Craig, I think he's he's really likable. Really likable. He's. I, I was like, yeah, I could live with him. Yeah. You know, he. I could. I would be his flatmate. Mm. He's just an ordinary bloke. Yeah. And also, this is another great example of that thing I was saying uh, at the start about how he's the the primary protagonist of this story, mm. and the doctors, the, the the companion, the the imaginary, the magical sidekick, magical sidekick. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's like he's Aladdin and the Doctor's a Boo. Yep. That, well, that kind of, or the Doctor's the genie. Yeah. No, I can, that's what I mean. So in Aladdin, it's it's Aladdin's the main character, but then you've got the genie who's like, oh, this is the guy we've come to see, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not the, the main. And that's what I feel like Moffat's done with this series with Amy and the Doctor, mm. and in this, in this, this episode, episode as well, yeah. is that he's made he's made the main character not. Uh, just a normal everyday person and he's made the doctor the magical psychic you know the genie um but yeah, yeah this is a great, it is a great episode it's fun as well yeah this episode it's yeah. just it's just fun um you know how often does the the doctor take up sunday league yeah <laughs> not you that know. often not that often no <laughs> Surprisingly, not that often. Um, showing off Matt Smith's real football skills. Yeah, uh, as an ex-professional, which are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, there is a lot of fun with this episode. Um, it's good, and it's also got some like scary bits. Well, you know, Doctor Who scary bits. Yeah. You know, like uh, having someone who lives upstairs who you are just kind of block out of your mind, and it's just like a dark hallway, dark set of stairs leading up. Yeah. So this room that no one, no one survives. You know, no one leaves the the upstairs. It's quite a, a scary yeah. um, monster, and one that changes its face to try and entice you. Yeah. Um, which is again, it's kind of kind of scary, you know, where it, especially when it uses it as like an old man, and he's just like, "Help me!" And it's just like, "Yeah, who wouldn't want to help yeah, a, an exactly. old person?" You know, who's asking for help, and then it turns out that they're, yeah. they're they're dragging you up to try and see if you can power this makeshift TARDIS. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I really like I really like the relationship between Craig and Sophie hmm. and that element. This the thing about this episode. Is, yeah, it's light hearted and fun. Yeah, but it, it's you know you this is an episode that you could just you could just stick on on a, on a Sunday afternoon. A rainy Sunday afternoon, and just mm. sit down and watch it. It doesn't have any impact on the the story arc. Not necessarily. Um, it doesn't really matter what. Like this is one of those episodes where it doesn't really matter what order you watch it in. No, you could watch it in any old episode. This could have been uh, a, like fourth or fifth episode in the series. Yeah, and, you'd be like, and this yeah, could have been. Right. Uh, this could have. This story could have worked with any uh, Doctor. Really, yes. you know, yeah. you, you could have. This could have been a tenth, ten Doctor episode or a ninth Doctor episode. Yeah. You know? God, that would have been good to have Eccleston uh, yeah, yeah, ripping off James Corden. Yeah, he'd have character. been good as as a flat as yeah. a football playing flat flat. Hello, flatmate. he's just like it's just yeah. just him in his just, you know black shirt and leather jacket. Yeah, you yeah. know, just 
nonchalantly bringing loads of stuff back to make a, a <laughs> very non-sci-fi bit of kits, you know. Yeah, this would have yeah, this would have been a great nine episode. Yeah. Um but uh but no, it's it you're right, it's great. I really like this episode. Um it's just it's just it's fun, it's light-hearted. I mean, it's probably of this series, it's probably the comedy episode. Yeah, I mean, there's I'd always say so. a comedy episode yeah, as well, yeah. isn't there? And this is definitely it. Sometimes the comedy episode is awful, mm. <laughs> but this uh, this one is not is really good. Yeah, yeah it's good. So <laughs> it's exactly, um, and it's it's nice. It's a nice buffer to have between that and the two part of finale. Yeah, especially after we having after Vince and the Doctor was very heavy and yeah, emotionally yeah. impactful. Yeah. It's nice to have a light filler episode yeah before the big the big finale before the pandorica opens and the big bang yes now what can be said about this well listen <laughs> i listen. love moffat yeah i love his writing i love his uh I, I loved his um era i think it was an absolute i think it was the peak of doctor who and I think we're lucky to have had it. Mm. And I, 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 I think that Matt Smith is brilliant. I think this is his best series as the Doctor. And I think this series as a whole, series five, is excellent. And I think it's the best series out of all of New Who. Ooh. However, <laughs> uh. having said all that... yeah. I do think that one one not a real not criticism but one one thing I have with Moffat's finale, series finales is that I do find them sometimes a bit convoluted. Yeah, I I don't want to say schlocky because that's unfair because mm. they're not Plus, we really use it. All we the time. used it way too much. This episode is 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 the schlocky episode. But it's just, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I think I think it's 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 an exciting adventure, and it's a great story. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if the payoff worked for me that is that is the thing for for me also i feel like the um the build was fantastic yes um to the episode throughout the whole series the yeah a hundred percent i feel like i mean the it, cracks in the wall was one of the best overall story arcs and one of the most memorable had. yeah uh, in terms of um overall story arcs but i i yeah i feel like the payoff may not have hit the mark um and it was just a little bit too and this is somewhat ironic for Doctor Who, was just a little bit too twisty-turny. Yeah. That I was just a little bit like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of good things about it, I think. Um, but something that um, you and I have talked about already on the podcast is that the stakes are always so high that the next series... Um, stakes have to be even higher. Yeah, and so the 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 finale to a series of Doctor Who is always the end of the world or the end of time. Yeah, or the end of everything. Yeah, or reality bomb. Um, so much so that by this point, or just after this particular 
series finale. Yeah. It was a little bit like exhausting. The the stakes were exhausting. You know, the stakes were so high that they were tiresome. Yeah. And Moffat has seen that and thought, I'm going to have to try and um, twist it a bit. Yeah. So that it's not just the same old same. Um, I, I feel like it just misses the mark. Yeah, it is just yeah. a bit too all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you've got you know the, even the, for Doctor Who, the Romans and Stonehenge and rivers there, and but then it turns out they're all there because they're they're part of like Amy's childhood or something, and it's mm. it's it's all of her imagination, and then Rory's but somehow alive again because because he was part of Amy's in Amy's mind, but he's he's not actually Rory. He's like a plastic figurine with yeah. who can shoot uh shoot stuff out of his fingers he's got one of the guns from the the plastic and then men. all the villains turn up at the same time like the the daleks and the cybermen and and the um uh sontarans and and then yeah and then we have this big build up with with the box the pandorica and it's like, oh, what's in the box? And then it's, there's nothing in the box because it's the Doctor who's supposed to be in the box. And um, and I, I don't know if I think that's that's terribly clever or or massively underwhelming. I can't, or maybe mm. both. Um, but I mean, there's stuff about the story I like. I like again. I like. There's a lot of. Um, direct time travel in this, especially when they're in the museum. Hmm. The doctor's using, uh, is it Jack's time watch? I think thing. it's Rivers, but oh, is it? Rivers? But she got it up from Jack. Oh, did she? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's one of those uh, time agent yep. thingies. So I like how he keeps going back and yes. forth, and that is very clever. That and thing. and and the stuff in this this again, like we see like that moment in um, in a Flesh and Stone where he comes back with the jacket. Yeah. I mentioned there's not a continuity error turns out very that was him Hmm. and we see about him with the fez and then we see him in the fez and then it goes back and you sees him how he gets the fez and gives Rory the 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 sonic screwdriver and then comes back and then Rory she's got it in her pocket and And we see it from both angles yeah I like all that stuff so good so well done but it's just the stuff with the Pandorica uh and yeah. also how that's resolved as well I, i'm not like i'm not it's all sh- very head scratchy even though we he have seen it recently the TARDIS into a black hole or something and and blows it up but then but then amy uses the power of her th- mind to bring mm. it back yeah that's that's what i was going to say the, the stuff with the pandorica I'm, I'm actually all right with yeah it's it's mainly the bringing him back with her memories yeah um, and her tear goes onto the diary, which is empty. That's a shot I remember. It's all I mean, it is all very uh, all over the place. I mean, for twisty me, turny. I haven't really done it much justice, but it, yeah, we're, we're making it look. It, it, we're making it sound bad worse than it than it is, and it isn't. It's got a nine point yeah. one on IMDb. Mm. It's a very very strong story, and it's very well written, and it's very clever. Yeah, but it's for me. It's not as good of a, as a of a season finale as um as the parting of the ways, which is the season one finale. Mm. Of, for me, that is still the best. Um, I, I hope I didn't say in the previous podcast that a different one was the best. I don't think I would have. So I don't think the rest. 
I, yeah. I, series two finale, I definitely don't think is good. Doomsday, no, can't no. stand that. The series three finale, oh yeah, the one with the master, very schlocky that one. Oh yeah, like when he dances to. Um, we've, we've we definitely have talked about that. The series four finale is, I think we've said about how epic it is, but also. Again, that le- that is my example of like that was because of what Davros says at the end of that that episode where he's just like every reality every yeah. uh, it's too so over the top. It, you're just like so everything, yeah. you know. So everything after this means nothing, you know. I mean, yeah. I just I'm not saying that this is a bad series finale or that it lets down series five at all hmm. because i don't feel like that way but i just don't think it's it's the best i don't think it's as good as uh as bad wolf and the parting of the ways no. which i think is is a perfect season finale um and also i may is the bad wolf story arc as well better than the cracks in the wall i don't know maybe maybe not that's well I think the cracks in the wall is is I think the way the cracks in the wall were teased and incorporated into the stories is better than Bad Wolf, which yeah. is just like oh, it's just a bit of graffiti on a wall everywhere. But then the payoff for me is better in in series one with the Bad Wolf thing. Yeah, with it oh, it's it turns out it's Rose and she has to come back and save him. I liked all that stuff. Uh, See, I feel overall it's better than. Um, not overall, but the the lead up is better than yeah, yeah. I agree. But um, yeah, the payoff maybe not as much. Yeah, just just because of how unnecessarily convoluted it gets. Yeah. by the end. Again, I really enjoy both episodes. I'm not taking away that. Oh, yeah, I, I d- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking away that it's uh, very, very, very enjoyable. Doctor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Great things about it. Yeah. We've already touched the point. Exactly. The 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 fact that you get to see both um both sides of when the doctor is just time hopping. Yeah. Uh using the vortex manipulator. Um honestly is just, you know, it's clever. Yeah. And, you know, again there's still intrigue. You know, there's a good cliffhanger at the end of the first one where he's put into it. Uh, into the Pandorica and you don't know what's going to happen next yeah, yeah. Uh, is a good cliffhanger yeah. and then obviously Amy comes out I think that happens at the end of the episode doesn't it yeah, the, yeah so the Doctor goes in and then at the end of the episode no that's the teaser for the next that's the pre credit scene yeah, yeah. for the next episode yeah. she so, her coming and then out you're, you're just like okay you're like yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it. it's all it is good I think it just goes a bit OT <laughs> Again, saying over the top for Doctor Who yeah. seems redundant. Yeah. But I am going to say it. It just goes over the top just by an inch. Yeah. It's it. It's just too head-scratchy by the end. Also, I do feel like the Pandorica opens, which is part one, is probably better than the Big Bang, which is part two. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very uh, Infinity War. And this is, this, is a, this is another thing that Moffat does in his, throughout his tenure is... He builds you up with a really good first parter, and then the second parter just doesn't not quite, quite pay, deli- not quite the payoff you pay, want. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, t- I tell you what. I tell you what though. In the Big Bang, I t- really hate it when you know when he appears at the wedding. Um, he comes out of the TARDIS, and Amy like gets up, like climbs over the table, and she starts walking towards him, 
and she's looking very like lusty intent and she's like <laughs> she's like you most definitely can kiss the bride and i'm like really what? it's your fucking wedding day Isn't it? you you your groom and his family are sat there and and you're just straight up straight up straight over to the doctor yes you can kiss the bride i'm like really i can forgive it once yeah i can forgive it when it happened before because it was like it was her last night of freedom it was her you know her her the night before her wedding maybe she just wanted to have a i don't you know i'm not justifying people cheating on their fiancés but i'm just saying i can forgive it once and then but all that work all that work on with her and rory and their relationship yep and now it's their wedding day and she's still coming out with lines like that i'm like really next day divorce fuck off (laughs) you know it's i'm just i'm like i just oh god i think rory mate Getting mugged off here. Yeah, a little bit. Although she is super, super hot. So mm. um, you can kind of understand um, Rory staying with her. I'm just I'm giving a little bit of a shrug emoji here. Uh, so, And also, um, she is. you know, I mean, how on earth the doctor... I mean, he resisted her when she was trying to snog him as well. I mean, he should be given a medal mm. for that. So, um, you know, Fez hats off to, to you. Fez hats off to um, but yeah, um, to eleven. But yeah, it's 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 a good, but it's a little bit feels like it's just a little bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, with a payoff. You know, Still got great bits about it. I, I, yeah. it's, it's it's definitely not going to be low on anyone. I mean, looking at the IMDb score, you just said it's probably up there with most people's bests. If it's a nine, I mean, look, I I think it is, and I think for a lot of people, it's Moffat's best series finale i personally don't agree um i think he he's i think he's wrote better ones hmm. um i actually think capaldi had had great series finales in his yep. era which uh which is ironic because his era is often uh is, is bogged down by a lot of uh, a lot of questionable writing and a lot of people don't like it hmm. but i actually think his finales are better than matt smith's hmm. Um, it's very interesting but yeah but but anyway but I mean series 5 as a whole um, excellent I think top tier Doctor Who I think it's the best series in 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 all of New Who nice I think it's number one right just for consistency Hmm. I think I need I've said this already I think but I I need to watch the rest of to, to give a verdict. I'd That's probably true. be quite close by the end. Yeah. You know, but um, it's definitely up there. I, f- I think I probably will be at least one or two mm. this series. Um, fantastic. And uh, Matt Smith, uh, Karen Gillan, um, you know, Arthur Darwin. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, just fantastic. Good chemistry between them. Um, the supporting characters in this series were great, you know, yeah. like Toby Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, even J- even extending that to James Corden. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, fantastic series and one I would watch again in an instant. Oh yeah. Um. So now we are down to rating. Do you think it's better than four? Yes. Yeah. I so yeah. do I. Even though I really like Catherine Tate and yeah. um, you know, it's got some good stories in four. Yeah. 
I think uh, five is an improvement in every aspect. I do, I do, I agree. I think five, um, you know, like we said, five is, uh, I just think the quality of five um, is outstanding. Mm. I, d- I don't think there isn't a single bad episode no. the whole series. No, yeah. And even you could it, forgive it for having a bad episode, but it doesn't because it's good. Because the rest of the season is good to great, but yeah. it doesn't have any bad no. episode. It's just consistently um, excellent mm. throughout. Mm. Um, so you know, it's. I think. I think. I think it's a. It's a great series of Doctor Who. It's a great example of how to do a near perfect series of Doctor Who, mm. um, of of new Who that is. And um, yeah, I, th- I I agree with you. I think I think uh, I think uh, the Doctor and Amy and Rory are a, a great Tardis team, one of the best we've had. Top tier once again, um, Tardis team. Yeah, and uh, you know I I think what Matt Smith achieved um, with that series, and obviously Moffat, with you know following not only following not only did Matt Smith follow on from David Tennant one of the most popular doctors of all time but they also had to follow on from series 4 which was one of the best series we've ever had of who and was a really strong series for for the rusty davis era and you know to follow to so to to follow that with an even better series and in my opinion even better doctor is is truly remarkable uh, so well, we so yeah. So what? Uh, so you've said so. Amy's choice is your favourite episode. Is yes. that uh, what do you think is the best episode? Okay, so the best episode is <laughs> the best episode for me of the series is. Vincent and the Doctor. Yeah. So it's not, you know, I can see why it's people's favourite. Yeah. And I think it is the best. Yeah. Just, I I, I just got a softer spot for Amy's choice. Yeah, 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 of course. And that's um, fair enough. But yeah, I believe, I believe Vincent and the Doctor is the best episode. That's why we do, um, that's why we have, we do separate them. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes your favourite isn't always what you think is the best. Yeah. Yeah, for, I mean, for, I think Vincent and the Doctor is the best and it's my favourite. Mm. Um, I think a harder choice would be to say what is the weakest or the worst episode. Well, for me, it's Victory of the Daleks. And for me, it is Victory of the Daleks. Yeah. Just again, it's not bad. It's just no. it is just it is just the lowest one of each. It's just the lowest one of the series yeah, in terms but, of. But it's still good. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird to say because we've been doing this podcast for the uh, season one to four and specials, and you know, there's always been one where we're just like, oh, this one's the worst, quite by far. Yeah, or, it's very noticeable. You know, it's, this is odd for us to have then been like, oh, it's, this, there's no bad, real bad episodes. What about uh, Honourable Mention? I mean, Honourable Mention for me would have to just be the... Um, 
either i mean it's it's not even really honorable mention because we've said that they're they're really good it's either you know either the beast below for me i've got quite a soft spot for that one yeah or just the the time of angels flesh and stone Mm. just because it's you know it's hard when there's so many good episodes yeah i know to just be like they're all honorable yeah there really (laughs) is except for victory of the dogs clearly yeah um for us all the rest are honorable mentions i I won't i won't say the 11th hour because that's the first episode we said we actually said that was really good but yeah it could it can't be understated that the the first two parter could have been such a misfire handling the weeping angels and yeah uh river song could could have could have been too much or could have been bad writing or but the, the first two part was really a showcase of all of those and a showcase of like what matt smith can do as the doctor um and yeah it's just it, it gets an honorable mention even though it's really good. Like yeah. it shouldn't just be an honourable mention. I agree with you. I think because this series is so strong, I think, I think they're all honourable mentions. Yeah. So I, my honourable mention is every other episode. Yeah. Uh, other than Feature Vincent and Vincent the Doctor. Uh, oh yeah, and because because that's my favourite, and of and Victory the Daleks. Yeah. But apart from Makes Victory sense. the Daleks, they're all uh, honourable mentions mm. because such a great series. Because, I, well, I, maybe I'll say that. Maybe I'm being a bit too, uh, maybe I'm being overly generous here. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, The Lodger, definitely. Amy's Choice. Yeah. Uh, Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. And Beast Below. Uh, and The 11th Hour. Mm. They're all my honourable mentions. Nice. Half that's, a series. That's, that's, pretty, that's the most <laughs> of the series. So, there you go. Yeah, lovely. Right, what are we doing for rating? I don't know. What are we doing? And I mean, what's it going to be out of? That's the hardest thing. To, well, that's to the thing. Me. I mean, there aren't in, even any like schlocky monsters in this. Mm. Um, um, I don't know. Out of out of five, you can most certainly kiss the bride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of a schlocky moment. Yeah, I got. I. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, God. either that or out of five, Rory getting mugged off. Rory getting mugged off, yeah. Oh, um, poor old Rory. I know, yeah. No, he, I mean, he gets better over the series, but yeah, yeah. initially he's just like, yeah, he's he's getting mugged off a little bit there. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you go first out of five, um, whatever you choose. Uh, yeah. Um, so I am giving Doctor Who series five. Um. Five Rory's getting mugged off out of five. Nice. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I can't. I think I scored series four, four and a half uh, adiposes out of five. Nice. Um, and I and because that's quite high. That is very high. Higher than I thought. I think I did, or it might have been a four. But yeah. and I think series five is better, so it has to be higher than that. So. Yeah. Um, you force yourself into a ratings corner. I have, but but you know what? I feel like if if any series of of Doctor Who, uh, I think this is the first. Is it this is the first five I've given? I can't remember I now. Don't I don't. Would it, would I have given series one or five? Definitely not two and three. I don't know, but if if any if ever a series of Doctor Who deserves a five five stars, it's this one. Because I think it's 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 one of, if not the best. Um, 
it's almost a near perfect series of Doctor Who. And I think it's better than four, which a lot of people say is the best series of Doctor Who. So it's got to be a five for me. Okay, thank you. That makes perfect sense. And I'm also going to give it a five. Um, I'm going to give it five Rory's getting mugged off out of five. <laughs> Just for all of the reasons we've said. I mean, we've been, we've been going on about this series. I can't praise it high enough. Exactly. And it's just blueprint great Doctor Who as a series. Yes. You yes, know, it is. Not just it's got great episodes that are blueprints for what makes good Who, but also for the, the series as a whole. And that's harder to do than just having individual good Doctor Who episodes. Mm. Mm. It's harder to to do a whole series, which is great, obviously, for mm. obvious reasons, than to just have classic Doctor Who episodes. I know. Yeah. And that's uh, that's why I give it a five, as well as your five. Very well deserved. And just think, before this series aired before this the, this new adventure with Stephen Moffat and Matt Smith begun and this new era kicked off, we were all, like, really sad to see David Tennant leave. Mm. And, you know, as the Tenth Doctor says, I don't want to go, and we didn't want him to go. Whereas now, thank fuck he did. <laughs> <laughs> 